Are we ready to start? Oh no, echoes. Testing. Okay, great. All right. Thanks everyone for your patience. Here we are. I feel like my mic is really loud. Do I sound loud? Um, okay. So I would like to call the November 29th, 2023 special meeting of the Transportation Commission to order. Tonight's meeting is a hybrid meeting. Members of the community are welcome to join the meeting in person or remotely through Zoom or by telephone. Um, since this is a hybrid meeting format, I will be calling roll. Uh, please answer when your name is called. Patrick Fu. Present. AJ Antrim. Present. Shri Balamarugan. She's not here tonight. Uh, Tracy Trexel. Present. Caitlin Goodman. Present. Ryan Miller. Present. Vice Chair Brian McGee. Present. And Chair Faith DeBolt. Present. Okay, so now we'll um, talk about approving the minutes from its two meetings that we have um, to uh, that we had to review the September 27 and October 25, uh, 2023 meetings. Are there any comments or corrections to the meeting minutes? I will just um, note that uh, we talked with Doug about, uh, I talked and Brian about um, just sort of the meeting notes practices and what we're going to try to do at the end of um, kind of significant discussion is provide just sort of a, a summary of what we hope is the staff has taken from our discussion um, so they can get that noted in the minutes, not asking for thorough details or anything. So um, if there are no um, corrections or concerns about the um, those two meetings minutes, uh, do we have a motion for approval? I'll motion to approve both. And do we have a second? Um, I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, minutes have been approved. So now's the opportunity for members of the community to provide public comment. Do we have anyone? There's nobody remotely or in the audience. Okay, so I'm just going to skip reading through the rest of that. <laughs> um, so now getting into the agenda items, let me make sure I've got everything covered here. All right, that just went. So fast. Uh, so now um, transportation manager, Doug McIntyre will lead us through the draft 24-25 uh, Transportation Commission work plan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chair DeBolt. Um, good evening, everyone. Doug McIntyre, transportation manager. Um, Franz has just brought up, thank you, the spreadsheet on the screen. Is it currently sharing? Okay, cool, thanks. Um, and for the folks online, since I'm sharing my screen, I can't see if you're raising your hand. So maybe just uh, unmute and chime in and uh, give me one second. Okay, that'd be great. Thanks, friends. 
Okay, so uh, welcome to the special meeting uh, solely focused on the 2024-2025 work plan. Um, the commission adopts a two-year work plan, uh, and we uh, actually get formal adoption by the city council. So once we work through a draft and get a final draft, we'll present it to city council and get their buy-off. Um, so with that being said, a few notes before we dive into the discussion. Um, we take our direction from the city council. So a lot of this was built off of city council goals, previous work. We took the 2022-2023 work plan and we crossed everything off that we've accomplished and we've you know, refashioned it, added the things that we uh, need to address in the next two years. Obviously, as you all know, a big chunk of the work, especially in 2024, is the Kirkland Transportation Plan. That's going to take up almost all of our meetings in 2024 with culminating with a recommendation from the commission to city council to adopt a version of that plan. Um, so it's going to be really heavily focused on that. Uh, Kim is on the line and uh, Kim is our project manager on that. So between Kim and myself, we'll be at probably all the meetings in 2024. So you'll see a lot of us. Um, and of course, a lot of that plan. So um, the the draft of the plan was kind of fashioned with those things in mind. Um, we've added some items that we know we want to focus on in addition to the transportation plan. Obviously, 2025 will be a little, little bit more open. Um, and so ultimately, I think what we're hoping to do tonight is to get your input and feedback on how to revise this. We've already gotten a little bit of uh, commentary that will fold into this in the next um, version of this, which we will, uh, we intend to present on the 12th, or sorry, the 13th of December at our next meeting, which is the final meeting for 2023. Um, and with, with that kind of summary, I did want to check in with the commission about uh, how tonight we want to move through this. Uh, I think it might be good to just open it up and see if there are initial kind of feedback items, but uh, I would like to see if there's anything um, maybe uh, the chair would like to kind of suggest a way to go through. We can kind of be a little bit flexible, a little bit informal, but there is a lot to get through. So, um, you know. Yeah, I'm good with just kind of starting to see if anyone has any sort of structural, logistical kind of questions, especially for our um, commissioners that haven't been here for a work plan update before. And you've provided some background uh, to start with, so that's great. But any other questions? Patrick has a question. Okay, go for it, Commissioner Vu. Uh, yeah, just comparing to what we had before. Um, so, or you know, we are we doing anything in terms of reviewing the neighborhood traffic control program or anything like that, or is it just kickstart and that was it? Um, I'm sorry, it was really low volume. Can you repeat that, please? So before we had on the list neighborhood traffic control program that got rebooted, are we going to be addressing that or influencing that in any way? Yeah, so the, um, and Kim, you might um, maybe want to chime in here too, but my understanding is that that was uh, rebooted. Uh, and so there was um, some work going into standing up the program and revising the process. And so now it's an ongoing program. And so there's really not a whole lot that the commission will need to um, review on that. It's a, a program that is up and running. 
And uh, we have uh, one of our transportation planners managing that. So there's really not a whole lot to come back with that. I think the intent originally was to stand it back up. Okay, got it, got it. And my second question is, do you recall that the commission gave us input regarding the process? So we're moving away from that. Remember the petition process, right? right? And you you were okay with that. And that's what we presented to the city council and they adopted that. So that program, as Doug is saying, is up and running. You're, we've got it in motion. And I think Victoria is the point person on that one. Well, I would assume you guys would give us updates in terms of how that program is progressing. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I think we can program um, updates as a sort of an informational item. Um, yeah. I think that's a reasonable thing to add. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we would. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing is like, you know, if it's rebooted, is it effective now or, you know, how well? Is Actually, it we, yeah. <laughs> we, yes, but we can come back and present that to you. Um, there were, Actually, I think the Waverly speed cushions were installed, something else. Oh, and Homes Point speed cushions. So yeah, it's definitely effective, Wow, that's um, but we can come back and present that. It's a good idea. I would probably put that more on Doug to make sure it's in more of the agenda under updates. Second update. Okay. Personally. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then okay. I just wanted to follow up on what you know, Patrick's comment there about um, you know, what is effective. Um, and so effective as in a project happened, but yeah. is it effective in reducing complaints of people speeding? Um, you know, that including that kind of metric. Yeah, that's a great question. And um we are so the two projects that Julie just mentioned, Waverly Way speed cushions as well as the Holmes Point speed cushions, uh, we're we're doing studies to to assess that. Great. So there's been a planning kind of phase, an implementation phase, and now a monitoring and assessment phase. Yeah. So that might be um, what we would come back with, actually. Okay. That's a good good point. Um, it's also a very popular program. So I know Victoria uh, Kovacs uh, manages that, and she gets a lot of, a lot of requests. And um, it is meant to be uh, focused on arterials, so, or on non-arterial right sorry residential non-arterial and maybe we could consider adding it as a uh, ktp dashboard item too as a thought to track our how, how many we're doing yeah can we i can ask talk a question about, about that program because i'm less familiar with it is this one where it like through community request and so are there any metrics built in to see kind of locationally, are we cross-referencing that with socioeconomic data or, um, you know, I, I know I'd want to put some on my street, Waverly Way. I'm thinking about the real estate value on real, Waverly Way. And is this reflected, you know, equitably across Kirkland? Is that a metric in that program? Yeah. And I don't have the data off offhand to be able to say definitively, but um, I, it is a citywide program and we do get requests all over um, the city. And so um, Victoria, would be able to provide some more detailed information about what she's hearing, where it's coming from. And and again, we can come back and do a kind of an informational update on that. That'd be great. Thank yeah, you. I think that would be helpful. Okay. And, Patrick? Yeah, and then my just my second comment, just overall in terms of, of the work plan was the, you know, we talked about a lot about the parking 
uh, study going on or potential parking study for downtown and and so forth. So I'm just wondering how that fits into the work plan as well. Great clarification. Uh, we've included it in the curb management item. And uh, Kim, if you are online, um, yeah, would you can... mind maybe giving a brief synopsis of the... Sure. I can I can speak to that. Um, the um, so per parking in and of itself is has not been something that um the um is a responsibility for the transportation commission to weigh in on. Um, however, um, we do think it's very important to um uh, give the commission transportation commission updates on what we're hearing. We will be putting together um, information from our parking study um, that is the um, using the parking sensors downtown. Um, that study is um, looking at data from uh, July 1st to the end of this year, and we'll be bringing that information to council um, early next year. And we'd be happy to share that information with the Transportation Commission. Uh, the reason why curb management is is on this on the work plan um as opposed to just parking is that curb management is a little broader um and so um but that's we are happy to provide updates um for parking um and the parking study but curb management is really kind of like the broader scope of kind of where there might be some opportunity to weigh in although it still is under kind of a um not the not the not the category that transportation commission owns um but we'll still be bringing that back to you um we, we and one last thing on this um uh we are going to be using the term curb management a lot more often um because the use of our curb is not just about parking and sort of trying to kind of bring people along with um kind of the you know the the multifaceted um elements of um, what happens with our groups yeah, no, that's great, Kim. I'm just I guess my 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 edit would be instead of curb management because I write as as policy as as if there's policy being implemented by the planning commission, whereas you know parking itself is on our is our responsibility, right? As as part of the streetscape, and so I, I thought it would be more compass. You know, if you're talking about curb ma curb management, I think it would just be just leave it as curb management instead of saying curb management policy. we can add some detail here to help make that a little bit more clear. So with this document, I'm going to kind of view it as like a working document where as we hear feedback, we can make some edits on the fly. So I'm thinking here we can say include parking, uh, um, delivery, right? Load zones, unload. Yeah, yeah ride share. I think we can we can work on the language because um, there's a lot more to curb in it. I mean, there's like um, there's travel lanes, there's um, transit parking. I would I would hesitate to try to I I, I think including parking, but I, I wouldn't want to um, you know try to specify here. But I think removing all you know we can just put curb management under the topic. Um, if that would help. Kimberly, I'm 
suggesting because we'll come back for the commission on this, but let's add a definition because I don't think the average Joe public understands what curb management necessarily is. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Great. And what, what the literature or what your industry says it is. <laughs> I don't know. So I'll just um, try to highlight this if I can figure out how to do it. It's okay. I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll bold this and italicize it to make sure that I come back to we come back to it. Well, I'm kind of fiddling with this. Um, another note, just kind of about the structure of this document. So we've refashioned it a little bit, um, and I think there's probably still some improvements to make in terms of how we've categorized things and the, um, you know, we've tried to assign priorities to things. Um, and of course, the descriptions, we can add more descriptions to be a little bit more clear. Um, but if you have any input on the structure of the of the work plan, that would be helpful as well. What What makes it easier to use and um, convey to council. Can I convey something? <laughs> yes. When I look at this and it's like current priority, I want to sort it. Don't you? Yes. <laughs> I, when I first read it, I thought the priority was based on the task. Yes. And so that was my question and, or put it in the order of the priority. Yeah. Uh, and then I was curious and maybe you guys have already heard this, but the, the prioritization process, like what, how is this defined? And is this based off of the past year's work plan or, okay. It's a little bit of incremental. We're not doing like starting from scratch. Yeah. And we have given input in on what the priority should be in the past and been able to influence that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then hopefully everyone understands it's ultimately council who adopts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so if the council doesn't, more or less adopt it the way you are advising that they adopt it. Um, I think you come back to the commission and, and highlight that, sure. but generally it's pretty aligned. Yeah. One thing I, um, I think I forgot to talk about when I um, had the prep call with you the other day, Doug was in the past, there was a column for um, FTE um, and, you know, I, I get the challenge with that, but I just was wondering the thinking around not including it. Uh, I had a lot of thoughts about it. So I, so I'm taking a document that, um, I, so I was viewing it as a newbie and, uh, I had a really hard time with the FTEs. It added up more to more than what we had in FTEs. <laughs> and so obviously that's, that's not a work plan that's going to be, um, doable. Uh, and so the question, I, the reason why I took it out in addition to that is because the document I felt like was trying to do two things. It was trying to say what the commission actions were and what the staff actions were and what the investment of time was. And they just, it got really confusing because my question became, okay, is that 0.2 FTE for doing the commission work or is it the whole project or so it, I had, a, I struggle with that a lot. And I know Kim and Victoria heard me talk about this quite a bit. And so um, I felt like it was confusing. So I didn't want 
something that I didn't know how to explain in a document. And so if we feel like we want to add it back, I would ask for direction on whether that's FTEs on our our whole work plan as a planning staff, um, or if it's more specific to the work that we're doing with the commission, if that makes sense. Uh, I just wanted to be really clear because it felt like a really big thing to be saying without mm -hmm. a whole lot of ability to explain it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that was one of my kind of looking through the work plan, going big picture. Um, I know this year has been a more challenging one for for staffing transitions and having continuity and then some other pop-up topics that came in like Park Lane. Um, exactly. And one of the things that I wanted to ask going through here is, do we feel like the items on the work plan align well with the bandwidth that city staff have? Um, like we're having a special meeting tonight because we couldn't really fit everything in this year very well. Um, and there may be pop-up topics, unforeseen circumstances in the, in the coming cycle as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Very great comment. So um, I, I love work plans because I think it's a really good reflection of what, what our goals are and our vision. Uh, but we also need to be realistic, right? There's going to be another parkling type of thing that's going to get wedged onto the work plan. And that's okay. That's, you know, we're here to do that. Um, but if we can get as close as we are able to, to that target, to that bullseye, uh, you know, we're not going to hit it, but if we can make a document that's really reflective of what we think we can deliver. And I'm, and I'm a huge proponent of quality over quantity, um, uh, just my personal kind of thing. Um, and so if we can do these things really well and also acknowledge that there's going to be things that come up and be a little bit flexible, that's what I want this to be. So it might be the case that moving forward, we kind of revisit this maybe at the middle part of the year and say, Hey, just to check in, you know, we had to remove this, we had to add this. And uh, I think that's totally fine. Uh, but we do have to be realistic about it. And I think that's kind of what, what you're getting at. Yeah. It was kind of just for, for everyone here as we're looking at when things fall in the work plan, the priorities, how much flexibility are we like at our max capacity as it is right now? Um, or do we have a little bit of wiggle room for me? Like I love tax task 12 with the e-scooter micro mobility policy. And I'm like, Oh, it's in 2025. Could we slide that to 2020? I want to, I want everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know we need to kind of balance for what the, the priorities are. And that's what the session is. Um, but it's just kind of understanding, are we at our max going into next year already? I think we are just when I think about the um, transportation plan. I mean, when I think about that body of work and how much needs to be done for that, because it is part of the comp plan we have to you know there you want to align that with the comp plan timing i feel that you're kind of because you do want to have a little bit of room for those unexpected pop-up items i'm already seeing one where i'm like oh we've got to go to council council has asked for our stores to shores greenway update well it would be nice to give you that update too um should we do it in advance should we do it after i mean advance would be fantastic are we going to do that? Oh, shoot. Okay, good. We'll have about 30 minutes for that. So. And I, I thank you. Cause I'm like, yeah. And so sometimes too, like the council gets very interested in the projects that are happening and, and because you meet only once a month and sometimes we, we do bump up against the council needs and just being patient with us as we try to sort through the timing of all this. And we are trying to time it to, so that it comes to you 
as an advisory body, we like to include and council will ask often, hey, did you take this to the commission? What did they say? Um, would have been nice to bring 100th Avenue um, to you uh, as a good example of, hey, this is something that's come up from the community. What do you think? Um, we got to take that to council. There's an urgency with that one, but that that that's in your wheelhouse. And we can, I think you're going to update them about that. But I mean, it's sometimes when you only have one meeting a month and you do have other priorities that are bumping up into that time frame, it's just hard. It's just really hard. And I, to me, the transportation master plan. And so the e-scooter is embedded in that plan, right? And then just think about it. Once you have that plan, boom, all this work flows from that plan. There's going to be a ton of work that flows from the plan. Um, I mean, you know, I think there's some talk about a tran transit plan. Well, you're probably going to be involved in that. Like, what does that look like? So more, more work will come out of the transportation plan. So the sooner we kind of get that done, the sooner we can kind of move on. And of course, I would like to bring more items, particularly capital. I, I like seeing the CIP process or projects on there, you know, when we're in kind of early scoping as well. That would be, our council has asked for that, more public input and scoping. And I think you would be a great body for that. And that is something really Doug and the CIP manager needs, we need to figure that out, what projects make sense to bring. And I think of a few that come to mind. I think it would be nice to get involved when early on, when we can still affect the scope. But, but going back to work capacity. So if I go to page two, item 22 through 30, am, am I correct in just reading because that's all white, that, that there's just not capacity for those items? Or am I, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah, these are sort of uh, outside of the core um, things that we do or in addition to. Um, yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, I think that was maybe missed. Place. And I think, and Kim, maybe you can um, add to this, but because a lot of that is going to be with planning, um, I think that was maybe the thinking behind that. Yeah, zoning requirements and parking standards. Yeah, I think um, the idea is um, that we would bring these, like, um, we would bring these uh, topics to you as they come up. Um, and whether it's a, a, it's a it's an update or a, a quick brief, um, these are kind of ongoing things um, that we'll be working on. Um, and so that's why there's kind of not a specific date, um, just because they're kind of, um, you know, like I said, ongoing. And maybe one procedural question: If if you, you you said this is kind of a working document, but as we make changes, does it have to go back to council on a certain schedule? If if we do make changes, I think the the most likely way that we would change this is council directs us to do something mm -hmm. in addition to that. So it would be effectively um, top down. Okay. So the current priorities kind of are as they are. The, yeah, ideally. I mean, we can still tweak. We've never, we have not adopted this, of course. So we can, we can tweak things as we need to, um, to get it to more reflective of what we want to do. Um, and then when council gets a hand, uh, you know, and it's kind of set. Yeah. And what's that timeline that we're kind of working 
Yeah. Uh, so, so in my mind, at least, um, we'll go back on the 13th in our next meeting in a couple of weeks with a revised work plan that reflects this conversation. Um, and then hopefully if we can get some buy-off from the commission in that meeting, we would then plan to take it to council in January. Um, I don't want to get too far into 2024 without a work plan. Um, even though of course the big thing is the transportation plan. Um, but, uh, I really would like to get it adopted in January by council. I did want to add one thing, and this goes back to Brian's point about uh, just workloads and kind of, um, I've been incredibly impressed with the amount of work that Kim and Victoria have put through in the last few years. Uh, I, I, you know, it's incredible. Two, two planners have been able to do a humongous amount of work. And so that's a real testament to Kim and Victoria and, and Joel, of course. Um, but I, that was one thing I noticed right off the bat. It's like, wow, that two people can do quite a bit. And so, uh, but we can't run in the red all the time, right? So I think if we can, and again, my point of, uh, I I personally like to do quality over quantity. And so um, that's hopefully going to be reflected in this document. Yeah, I think generally I agree. It shouldn't be having those FTEs and there shouldn't be, it's, it, it can be a distraction. Um, the one place that I was thinking uh, that it could be uh, a helpful exercise isn't so much, you know, for like the commission to get together and talk about it, but for you in looking at like, well, here's all the things we want to do. This is how many FTEs it would take, but we only have this many. So, you know, is it a way to point to say, hey, if we could hire another person, we could get this much more done? Yeah, that's all, all up here. <laughs> but no, it is it is something that I, I, I do. Um, uh, as I get comfortable uh, with everything we got going on, um, it is something that, and I've had some brief conversations with Kim and Victoria just about workload and 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 moving forward and all of that, and just trying to understand what we can reasonably deliver and then the gaps. Yeah. So yeah, that that might not be necessarily reflected on this draft document, but it is something that we do keep track of. And yeah. so, very cool. Um, I had a question, but I think maybe you also wanted to talk some about sort of that structure of the we own versus we influence. And my, my question sort of falls under that. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about that first. Yeah, maybe just a quick note. Um, you know, again, as I kind of inherited this document and, and I'm looking at it, um, I liked what it's trying to do with that. You know, these are the core things that we do and these are kind of the ancillary things that we do. Um, the words themselves probably could be a little, you know, wordsmith. Um, so if we do have input on that tonight, I would, I would appreciate that if we want to say, you know, just these are the core items, these are the non-core items and maybe keep it two categories or, you know, I like having future work items because that's a big thing for me is kind of always having an eye on the, you know, what's, what's next. Um, so maybe it's three categories. We can, we can make those changes now, but at the end of the day, I want it to be really clear. Um, so yeah, I'm open to input on that for sure. Yeah, I guess I, um, would like to hear you talk about what does, um, core, uh, mean for you versus non-core and, um, like the own versus influence and where that falls in the yeah. core. Yeah, good. So when I think of core for this body, um, we are an advisory body and we make recommendations to council on policies, plans. Um, and so the KTP, absolutely like bread and butter, right? 
um, uh, when it comes to things like um, uh, the speed limit, speed limit study, speed limit policy, um, also very much a core item, right? We will be working that through the commission, getting your input, refining the document, and then getting a recommendation. Um, those, I think, are how I would view a core item uh, when you are digging into it. When you are being informed about something, that's something that we might be able to influence, uh, but it, we might not be seeking a recommendation from the commission. So um, I think that's where I draw the line is what are we recommending? What are we not necessarily recommending? And you know, sometimes there's implementation items that I would say are core, but we might not be recommending something. It's more about how we proceed at a more administrative type of level. Um, but it just kind of depends. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so an example, and um, I think you were kind of referencing this a little bit of a question that I had um, where, you know, maybe a core non-core split would uh, address this was I was noticing it seemed like, uh, so you were talking about you know, recommending something regarding a policy versus once it's an implementation phase, you know, is that more of a influence um, versus, and you know, we own the policy, but we influence the implementation of it. Um, and so just kind of saw some inconsistencies where, you know, the visions zero uh, and safe and active transportation plans were under the we influence. And that was like, what? And, but, and I was like, oh, well maybe because it's an implementation phase, but then I see up above there's um, the uh, North Northeast 85th street station area plan implementation. Uh, so just trying to like figure out, you know, what's the difference in those. Um... Honestly, I'm, I'm, because the catalyst Google has kind of paused and went away, so to speak, I'm not, and Petco is also paused. I'm not sure if this really is, yeah, is here sure. as, as, as what I think Faith is kind of saying. I, I mean, but I'm saying, I'm not sure rises to a three priority maybe it's more of a five priority um because it's just it's it's in a holding pattern right now i don't know this is kimberly i um might i suggest um the reason why the active transportation and the vision zero plans are um uh, down under um, the influence is because um, the Transportation Commission had kind of already owned, it was already up in that owned category until those plans were adopted. And so now it's kind of moved under, um, you know, it will bring back updates and, um, you know, if there's anything we would like advisory information, you know, like advice on, right? Um, I think the reason why the 81st station area plan was still remaining, um, from my understanding, talking with Victoria, who's the person I can involved with this, is that there are some projects such as the um the you know the the new project on on 7th Avenue um that the commission might want to weigh in on. Um however, if the commission um perhaps this the station area plan 
gets moved down under influence in the same way that vision zero is and and um active transportation and then that you know projects such as seventh avenue kind of fall under cip projects um maybe that's just flipped um but that's kind of that that i think is the reason why the adopted vision zero and active transportation plan was done like um under influence and the 80th station area plan remained under own. So that's just, just a thought. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Um, I think we'll probably move this one to influence. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, Commissioner Boo. Oh no, I, just, I had a little change from Ryan's previous conversation about uh, comment about uh, capacity. Um, I'm just a little worried that I, that some of the topics down below, where we have at the very bottom, are have been on there for years, right? They, they've just been blank and, and down there. And uh, the the autonomous connected vehicles, electric and shared vehicles um, topics. You know, some of these are downstream, but I'm, I'm a little worried that you might be the city might be a little behind on the ball in terms of electric vehicles and charging stations and people charging cables across sidewalks and so forth. So I'm just wondering if, if, if some of these things can, if there's some way we can have dates to say at least address this at this point in time, um, maybe it's not work plan, but perhaps you know, visiting the topic. So that way we don't continually say it's future and haven't talked about it for four or five years. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a good point. Um, 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 this is Tracy. I have a comment that I think is aligned with what Commissioner Vu just said regarding the KTP implementation. So I'm not sure when, but at some point, bless you, at some point in our conversations, we talked about how do we measure our progress? So what are criteria that we're establishing to track that progress? And then how do we report on what that progress looks like? And so I think similarly, I'm looking at line item eight, where it says identify and recommend to the council measures for tracking the KTP implementation, but 2024 is blank. Is it blank because we're not planning to start really addressing that until 2025? When the plan is adopted at the end of 2024. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So do we have a mechanism for tracking what's being done today against the previous plan? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can I can send you a link to that. That's up on our website. Okay. And it usually is presented to the commission. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah, there is a the progress report, but it is a topic that we do plan to bring to the uh, commission on how we plan to monitor the KCP in the future. Um, and that is under the KCP item um was that the the future topics in this version of the work plan for 24 25 are the same ones with just some extra language i think added in compared to 22 23 um I, i'm not going to go into details but i think it would be really good as the ktp is getting more advanced uh -huh. to have what are the next topics on deck 
just to have them incorporated at the bottom of this list so we know what's on deck to go into our 26-27 work plan. Even if it's not like exactly going to happen, it gives us something to work with. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. As we work through the list, it just kind of feeds from below up up the chain. I think that's a good point. And I like the terminology of having it on deck. Um, that way it's it's uh, not 2024, 2025, but 2026, 2027. And I think that's a little bit more clear maybe. And, and that kind of hits at what Commissioner Wu was also identifying. So I think that's a good good change. Thank you. I like that as well. I, and I had one question. I don't know if this is uh, wordsmithing or semantics here, but um, it says we influence these topics. And, and Kim mentioned as we develop pol policy on the topics we own, and then we kind of we turn it over to city staff to implement and run with it. But it does seem if if our task is to advise council, there's there's some amount of or there should be some amount of circling back as far as if the policy is is working and and such. So um is is the word influence is is that kind of an accurate representation um it's it sometimes seems like maybe our role is a little different than influence it almost seems maybe more like a um an accountability body that goes back to council and says you know this policy is working we you know advise staying the current course or maybe it's not working um so Again, I don't want to waste time on wordsmithing, but um, and I'm new to this role, but but the word influence maybe uh, didn't necessarily uh, match maybe what my what I thought maybe our role was. So. That is a good point, and and uh, I think between Kim and myself, we can maybe think about some additional, you know, a little clearer, yeah. I was just thought I'd do a round robin and get uh, thoughts, people's react, commissioners' reactions to uh, what Doug was suggesting about the core non-core. So go in whatever you want. <laughs> Whoever speaks up first. Maybe I'll say I, I would. I would like to talk about core. Um, I think I'd like to hear a little bit more about what that means. Um, I, th I think that uh, as I um, look at an item 12 that uh, Commissioner McGee brought up, it's it's an exciting topic for me, but there's there's other core items that that I have concerns with that maybe I don't see um, that I see as kind of that foundation. Uh, and, it, and maybe it's something we I brought up to you, Doug, but you know, something simple as, you know, ADA compliance with ramps and meeting RCWs on, on ADA compliance. It's something that I um, have been seeing. And so I, to me, that's a core item that, it, you know, e-scooter and micromobility policy is, is, is an exciting topic, but, you know, those core items like, you know, complying ADA ramps, you know, if we can't hit that, you know, that's worrisome. So, I mean, I think that's an example of a core item I'd like to explore and I'm sure there's others. Yeah, I like that framing. Hey, being new to the role, my question was kind of to your point earlier around where do we check in and say, is this working? Is it not? Where are those benchmarks built in? 
to my earlier comment on like the you know that current project is that an opportunity for the transportation commission to weigh in on those kinds of things that maybe was work done a year ago and are those checkpoints built in and so it seems like that would all fall under the either we influence or non-core but maybe that's you know quarterly we're checking in on a couple of those non-core items or getting a progress report and then just having a chance to provide some feedback And I don't think these things are each independent of each other. They influence each other. And so when we talk about e-scooter micromobility micro -mobility policy, I guess my, my thoughts around that are how is that helping or working towards our congestion management or our parking issues, you know, other greater things if we're taking people out of single occupancy vehicles because they desire other modes of transportation? Can we facilitate that and then it solves some of our other problems? So that's another reason for the whole tracking and how are each one of these things working together? Um, can we see, I agree with the ADA compliance from the perspective of, I'm not convinced that we've achieved maybe what our goals are for the underserved. I think there's still an opportunity for us to do more there. Again, I think that's a high priority, but I also think these other things influence some of our objectives, even though they may be listed as just a wishful thing. So again, that's where I go back to the data. Kind of like you said, you know, can we see how it's tracking? Because we may go, okay, it's as, as expected, as opposed to, okay, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that, right? Yeah, so... And I'll add on to that, that, you know, for the purposes of just under kind of justifying some of these, you know, newer um, transportation modes that the city is trying to build out infrastructure for and accommodate, um, being able to justify all of the effort and expense going into it, if we can see that it's making a difference, that car trips are reduced, that um, just really helps build the case for doing it more. Can I add, I wonder if there's a way to, I don't know how to add this to the work plan, but going back to some of the core values that were outlined in the KTP, I'm thinking around, are we reaching underserved populations? Does this touch on our sustainability goals? Does this touch on a specific, I think those, those seven um, kind of core values of the, the plan, how does that tie back into these specific policies? I don't know if there's a way to fold that in, but maybe with some color coding, but this would touch on a sustainability piece and we can have a benchmark on sustainability. I don't know. Yeah, actually, that I, I think that's a really great um, maybe lens to look through is go to the, the transportation plan and then use that as the skeleton to build the the work plan on and decide what's core and and non core. Do we have a list of items that kind of those policy items that came out of the work group that we should circle back around to? Um, and what that frequency is, if it's checking in, in a year or, you know, I, I don't know what that is, but, um, that might be nice to have so we can kind of schedule them a little with each meeting since, you know, there's so much to do. To clarify, are you referring to the 2022, 2023 work plan or when you say, when you say the work group and I, th I think maybe what it was characterized as those items that we influence, kind of those work items that came out of the group, those policy items, 
Um, is that something that we need to make sure that it's on an action item to come back uh, with a report, like a report out on how effective and maybe that policy is? Or I guess I'm just wondering, are we tracking those? And Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of wanting to kind of circle back on a lot of things. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And um, when we get to a point where we have the KTP adopted, I think it, it will be kind of that new world that we'll be operating in and can kind of maybe do a better job of that. Um, yeah, I don't know if that if that gets at everything, but um, I, I hear you loud and clear. I think it's what and, I'm saying. And, yeah. and I recognize you've got two weeks to bring um, one back for us to, <laughs> to finalize. And that's okay. I, but, but I think this is, I, I do want to do a lot of the heavy lifting tonight if we can. And then hopefully when we come back on the 13th, it's a little bit easier of, okay, yeah, we hit the mark, but we need to add this or revise that. Yeah. But I think putting some kind of boundaries around what does core mean? What, what does non-core mean? It will ultimately help make the work, your work easier in our amount of like discussion back and forth. And what about this? And what, if, if it's, kind of clear what the boundaries are um hopefully that makes it easier yeah i'll, I'll put some, some thought into that can you give some examples of of these that are core like um like to me like cip projects and cip process that's pretty core you know but um i mean is that is that kind of a good process to kind of just work our way through and and is that for us to comment on if it's core? Or you... Sure. Yeah, I could. I mean, alternatively, I could refashion this and, and work with the team and then come back on the 13th. But if we want to do that, um, I, I. Yeah, I, I think for today, what would be helpful is maybe focus on what the um, not so much what category they're falling in, but what the priorities are um, it, and and then we can let Doug kind of shuffle around and have a stronger definition of what core means and where those fall in or out of core or, or non-core. But if we can at least get um, some alignment on what the priorities are while we're here together tonight, that would probably be good for you to take back. And if I could add to that, if there are any gaps, you know, if you see something that's we really need to. Actually, I'd. I tend to agree with most of the the number one priorities. One I did have a question on was number 13 um, for the, the regional transit and transportation projects. I know that that's kind of where we're depending on who we're partnering with and all that. We haven't had any um, of those topics really come up with outside partners at a commission meeting for quite some time. Do we have one or two examples of what that could mean, say, for the 2024 cycle? I think the K-line, the rapid ride K-line is one that we'll probably want as we learn more. So it's, it's just restarted from the pause. Um, and so we're still working in the early stages with Metro staff and their consultants on what that might mean and look like. Uh, but as that progresses, I can 100% see that being an item that comes through here. Uh, additionally, uh, we just got an email um, Kim and I um, about King County Metro wanting to restart what they called the East Link Connections Partnership, uh, which was the effort back in 2021-ish, I think, um, to essentially plan out the restructure of service on the east side 
for when light rail comes online. And uh, obviously that got paused. The, the opening of the light rail was paused. Uh, and now they're doing the starter line, quote unquote, which is just the South Bellevue to Redmond. Um, and so now that's being restarted. And I think that's something that we'll want to bring to the commission as an informational item. Um, but there's a lot going on regionally that I think we can, you know, pick uh, the relevant items and it might be maybe 30 minutes or so at a, at a meeting and give you the update. And Okay. Yeah. Just trying to make sure that if we have it as a priority one, we have kind of some anticipated topics in there. And I know sometimes something may come up and we'll bump it in. Um, but just to make sure that, that for sure does qualify as a, a one that we feel like will be a robust entry. I would say that's um, Kirkland is very much a big player in the regional transportation, you know, realm. And so there's going to probably be a lot that we'll want to inform you of. Hand up. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, um, thank you. I um, just kind of wanted to offer that, um, you know, this discussion about four and non-four, all of the things that are in this, what may be future, in the future be labeled as four, are things that um, we will be bringing back to council for their action item um for an action from council and we can um um tell the council that we've talked with the commission and here's what the commission said about these things that we're asking council to take an action on um in terms of kind of regional transit and transportation projects um these are these are bigger topics that um, you know, council doesn't necessarily, you know, there are sometimes they can take an action on maybe responding to King County Metro or, um, but it's, it, but it, it, this is, um, you know, it is staff and it's, it's also council working with our partners on things. Um, and so maybe as, as we talk about that definition of core versus non-core, I really see core as what's going to come to council for council to make an action item in this time frame versus things that we're all talking about, staff's working on. Just kind of wanted to offer that. Yeah, thank you, Kim. I, I think I'm on the same page as you on that one. Looks like Commissioner Vu has his hand up. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're just, me. Doug, you're new. Maybe you're inheriting a structure that needs to be rethought. Do we really need to have a core and non-core? Because a lot of stuff to me, kind of semantics in the sense that, you know, last time around we we voted on the Vision Zero plan. That was quote unquote influence. And so at, at the end of the day, the priorities are are more important on in terms of, instead of trying to label it as influence versus core, we're just prioritizing a bunch of topics, right? And some of these things are topics that we just get updated on as a group. But the KTP, for instance, for me, if you're going to do an own, that's where we're wordsmithing things versus some of these other things we're just kind of like being updated on. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's 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 a good chance to do we restructure this and just get rid of that influence versus own, unless you want to. I don't know. In between, 
between staff, the commission versus the council. I mean, it looks like we're all doesn't this doesn't seem to be cohesive in terms of how we're categorizing things between these two. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. I think we're all maybe smiling a little bit like, yeah, why didn't we think about it? Sometimes, uh, and I'm guilty of this a lot, is I try to over-explain. And so, you know, sometimes we try to do too much and maybe it's not helpful, uh, but that's an excellent point. Um, you know, maybe the priorities are just the priorities and we say these are ones, these are twos and just go from there. Uh, yeah, I like that point. Thank you. Um, I agree. Um, I think maybe separately it would be good to have better definition around to ryan's point of uh, earlier of um what what do we have what do we own and what do we influence not specific work items but in general um i think that would be really it would be good to just have documented. So as new transportation commissioners come, cause I felt like I was, it was fuzzy to me for years. Um, and it was only going through and being in meetings and seeing the flow of topics coming through and being part of a work plan that I started to get a sense of like, Oh, okay. I understand now why that isn't a work item that is, you know, for us, but it's, I think it'd be good to have that sort of a cheat sheet. If I can just real quick, uh, Commissioner Goodman, um, uh, I, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I had a really excellent point. Super good point to make. Um, it'll come to me. <laughs> well, could it be just be the, the, the fact that, you know, just, you know, some of these things are in terms of commission, right? This is a commission work plan. So just, mark off which ones we actually have to do a lot of work on, which ones we get updated on, and which ones do we need to vote on to give to council, right? Or provide a, a, uh, provide comments to council or advice or recommendation to council. Yes, so maybe there's a column that says the action that we're taking. It's an inform, it's an it's a recommendation, it's a, it's a, a yeah, yeah. It's called the VU method. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I was just gonna say I, I would I would have found that helpful. I think as I'm getting oriented, and then also as this is a public document, and just you know folks looking at it from the outside in, the way we were defining curb management, I think just to understand what the council's weighing in on. And yeah. Um, yeah. I did think of the point I was gonna make. If I can, <laughs> um, but, uh, to your point, um, Commissioner Dibble, um the thing that came to mind immediately was uh, the bylaws. I think maybe that's a, a point where we can, you know, get back to basics, right? Maybe we all take a look at that again and, and I can share that out and because it all starts there. And uh, I think that might be a helpful thing. It sounds like your point is with the KTP, it's kind of like we have this huge work item. And so really it's after the KTP that, that things open up to kind of explore maybe the work process and put some of those processes in place to help future commissioners. That's what that's what I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the the KTP is is our that's our jam. That's the biggest thing we have. And um, once we get that adopted, it will. To Julie's point, a lot of the work flows then at that point. So we're kind of in an odd time to build a work plan in a way. Uh, I mean, it's good, and it's we all can influence what this looks like. But yeah, there's like a big gigantic step that needs to happen, and then it flows. Just. 
makes me kind of wonder, is it worth a, a big restructure of the work plan if if we might be restructuring again after the KTP is adopted? But it is two years out from next time this will be happening. So And we do need council adoption on this. Yes. So, so we want to make it as you know solid as we can. <laughs> yeah. Anything from AJ? Did we? Uh, I I can't think of anything more to add at the moment. Okay, thanks. Commissioner Vu has his hand up. Yeah, just just <laughs> popped in my mind when you guys were talking about the regional transit and that line I'm thirteen. So that's that seems to me that seems to be ongoing work, like you know coordination and so forth, updates on that front. But given that there's a lot of service cuts happening, should should we, should staff and us be looking at is there any short term triaging of black services from transit and the restart? Do we need to do anything sooner or later on that front? One of the things I'll, I'll answer this in maybe a little bit of a roundabout way, but one of the things we are talking to um, some of the council members about is a strategy around transit, having a real coherent and data-based strategy. And um, the thinking at this point is we will build a lot of that into the KTP and um, have some action items that come out of that to do maybe a study or something along those lines that will really give us uh, objective information to build a strategy, an objective strategy to um, advocate for Kirkland at the regional level for transit because yes there it is it is a rough time for everybody the whole system I mean nationwide probably internationally even I think all the transit agencies are feeling the same pinch um, coming out of COVID so um, it I, I don't know if we have any immediate strategies other than just coordinate continuing to coordinate with Metro which we do um, uh, but I think having a really coherent strategy is going to help us a lot moving forward yeah, I'm just worried temporarily. I mean, if, we, if you know, folks are saying, hey, my, my bus service is being cut, and we say we have a study for how to get there, I think it may, it may not resonate very well. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, looking for like short term, what do we, you know, besides saying we're corning with folks, you know, is there something else? Are we brainstorming other ideas? Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really difficult, uh, difficult question to answer because we are not a transit agency. And um, so this is really an influence kind of item. Um, uh, we if I, And if I may add um, about the influence piece, I mean, so much of what we as staff and I think council are um, worried about is in the interest of equity, which we very much support. 100%, we support that, that we start seeing resources getting funneled, funneled to other places. And yet the city of Kirkland has been so proactive in its planning efforts around land use and density to, to, um, to make way for more transit and yet we're losing transit. So I think now, granted, we're going to have the BRT and we'll see many things will shake out after that. Many, many, many things. Um, Sound Transit, as well as Metro, will want to bring people to the that 
station. I mean, no doubt about it. But in the meantime, that's four years from now. In the meantime, what are we doing about it is kind of what I'm hearing Patrick say, right? What are we doing about it? Well, we're very much um, wanting, as I think Doug was trying to articulate, wanting to, and we're working with, there is a council ad hoc committee and we're working with them on kind of what is the political strategy, because at the end of the day, it's going to be a combination of data, what Metro is studying and politics, you know, what we can influence in the region. And so we're really trying to, we're working with the electeds on crafting that right now. What is that? And so um, that is something we're looking at. We, we think our strongest, um, really kind of our strongest cases around our planning um, efforts. And um, so, you know, whereas there are other communities that are anti-growth communities where we've said, hey, it's coming, let's plan for it. And, and you know, that is, and so I, I guess I feel like as a result of that, we should, you know, make sure we have, because we're planning for it, transit service serving those areas. So um, hopefully that helped answer it. It's just. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I get, you know, I haven't done influence campaigns, right? Because we, we, we are influencers in the sense that we are, we have to advocate for our yeah. transit users in our city limits, you know, if, uh, residents or commuters or whatnot. And one of the things is that if the short-term strategy is to do that local influencing and so forth, a lot of that actually hinges on do we need data? Do we need surveys out there canvassing to figure out who are transportation users that are transit that are being hit right now, short term? And you know, if we as transportation providers can provide that data now or craft some studies, some some collection surveys or whatnot, in order to help empower with data-driven kind of you know, um, stats and facts to give to our influencers or legislative influencers to say, hey, look, this is what we're seeing. This is X number of our uh, commuters in our in our our, our, our city limits. Or, you know, it's a, or something we, we approach, um, you know, the bigger imp, uh, employers in the region to in, in our city limits, like the Evergreen Hospitals, you know, how's transit influencing their um, customers and so forth. So, Again, to me, it's it's these are strategies, but what's the is there a plan for us to do anything about long short term transit death spiral that's happening? The options are limited. Uh, We're working on it. Yeah, and how? I mean, I think it's really tough, Patrick, to kind of identify what's the real concrete thing. Um, when Metro, I mean, the last time they came and presented to our council, remember they, they had a labor issue, meaning they could not find bus drivers. And so we got a reduction based on that. And of course we're like, okay, so are you going to restore that and also then address these other things? And so Metro is, you know, they're not committing to anything right now, which is typical. And, um, very, very typical. So, um, so right now, really, we're just, what are we doing to ensure we don't see more cuts as you're saying? Um, cause we have transit users in our city and, um, we want to grow that number, not reduce that number. And it's, 
it's and so I think maybe that's the other question is are we doing everything we can to grow that number? 108 8th Q jumps. I mean, we're you know, um K-line is going to be huge. You know, they haven't and and they will want and this is a really great place for the commission is the route. They have we have not seen a you know, preferred route, alternative route or anything like that. That's going to be a big question where they put that route. And then, um, you know, again, when we met with them, we were like, we're here to work with you, permitting, expediting. Yeah, we we want to see it happen. But just to put it in perspective, it is a $65 million estimated project, probably more. That's the last number I saw. And, and, and only $10 million is in the King County budget. And and believe me, it wasn't in the budget. So our council lobbied for it and got it in the budget. So they deserve credit for that. And so we are doing everything we can, but you you know, (laughs) what can I say? I mean, it's a tough one because of, again, equity um, and, and, and limited dollars. And of course, I don't know if you're we're gearing up for this p- potential, this possibility. Probably many of us remember this before COVID. There was a talk, right, of a a measure, transit measure coming out of King County. Well, what does that mean? So these are the kinds of things we want to influence. If that happens, we don't know, but Doug and his team are going to be ready for it. And, you know, certainly having the commission involved in helping us influence that would be great i I would add um so we participate participate heavily in the king county regional transit committee um and in fact john pascal council member pascal is um the vice chair of that committee and that is a huge benefit not, not only to others you know other east side cities but to kirkland specifically and so we we track that we participate in all those meetings there's uh staff level meetings there's uh, political meetings. There's all kinds of meetings that go into that. And we get a lot of information from that. And what the general manager of Metro has said repeatedly for, for years now, it's, they've had three separate man, general managers in a couple of years here, but um, they repeat that uh, they are just trying to recover service essentially. And so their goals are so different uh, coming out of COVID than they were going going into COVID. And obviously, you know, Julie, Julie mentioned the labor shortage. Not only did they have a labor shortage, they had a coach issue where they had a recall on the steering column for like hundreds of buses and it took them years. So it was this exacerbated by the labor shortage. They didn't have enough mechanics to do the work to fix it. So they had a coach shortage and a labor shortage at the same time that, so they had to cancel. I mean, they were canceling tons and tons and tons of trips every day across the whole system. And so um, it's pretty dire at that level. And so uh, they're just trying to recover what they had and they're not necessarily close to that. I mean, they, they say they try to paint it in a, in a good picture and they, they are doing what they can, but it is um, pretty, pretty rough. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but. Anyway. So what, my question, and Patrick, you may have already asked this, but does Kirkland have data that's representative of the constituents affected by the transit in our community? 
you know, we say there's been so much cut back um, on the routes. Do we know what the numbers are for how many people have been affected by this in the last couple of years or currently affected by this? So that's something that we want to do a better job of moving forward. So that's where I think if we can um, have that conversation about a transit strategy kind of broadly in the KTP and then have some action items related to that, I think getting data, doing a study, getting really objective, good data and current data will help us a lot. So so that that is something we want to do. Because there are, there are other communities where I've seen, you know, we've cut back a lot on our fixed route schedules but they do a lot of on-demand type of provisions using mobile apps, that kind of thing. I mean, has any of that been explored? We, we have that we Metroflex have. in North Did Kirkland. We? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I also wanted to say that that is something when you went to council on the draft recently, I mean, there is a desire to look at some of these other, um, which is why we're kind of thinking maybe a, a more, Kirkland oriented transit plan. So Bellevue's doing that shuttle program. How effective is that? Is that effective? And I think there's just, are there other micro transit opportunities we should be looking at if we can't get Metro's attention, maybe we should do it. And so that is something um, we heard our council at the, you know, want to see included there. So yeah, what, alternative transit, loud and clear. Um, I see I see Kim has her hand up. I just want to add, in terms of the data collection, um, we did um, conduct a survey um, at the beginning of the Kirkland, the transportation plan update and asked a lot of questions of the public about their um, travel patterns um, and not only kind of existing travel patterns, but desire, um, and that includes um, desire for transit um, and other modes. Um, and then in addition, we are working on the commute trip reduction survey. Um, granted, that's for larger employers, um, but there are a number of data collection efforts that we are looking at in terms of um, better uh, understanding um, the, the both the existing travel patterns and desired um, and and what would influence on, um, uh, you know, mode shifts, um, and so there are a number, and and perhaps there's a an additional action item in the KTP we can do to better collect that data. But we are there are a number of ways that we're looking at that data now. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, that. Sorry. I was just going to say uh, another group I think we should be sure to survey um, is high school kids. Um, especially with the, you know, the free youth fair now, um, really promoting that and getting that lifestyle habit established early. And I can just give an anecdotal point of my daughter, especially with the bus cuts on um, last year, last school year, um, she was constantly being, you know, a bus would get canceled and it, the bus already only came once every half hour. And so then she'd be stuck there for an hour. Um, so you know, I think it'd be really good to get input from high school kids. We have varied off of talking about our work plan. Um, do we want to just try to wrap up any other? I actually have one that is potentially related to the work plan. Uh, it's kind of a small one. 
Uh, we did have a joint meeting this year with the planning commission. Um, do we have any potential topics on the horizon that may kind of lead to other joint meetings, whether next year or further out? Yeah, great question. Most likely, um, I think it, it, we did get really great feedback from not only our commission, but the planning commission that they, I think there was a lot of good energy there. People thought it was really helpful. So I think that that might be something we we try to do annually, at least once. Um, we are supposed to meet with the council jointly also uh, once a biennium, I believe. So um, the thinking will is that that will probably be focused on the KTP. Um, as we maybe get a draft plan or something along those lines where there's a big milestone to talk about. Um, and so that'll be next year as well. Um, but I think there's a lot of good energy with the joint meetings. So I think that's something that we definitely want to keep doing. I think it'd be great to talk about curb management policy with the planning commission. Your comments on the work plan? Actually, one other one I just remembered. Um, just I, I think maybe going back to was it Patrick or Ryan? Um, this was early, early on in our discussion, uh, talking about the future topics and putting some timeline on when we expect it to or hope for it to get moved into. Um, and it was just making me think about that the greenhouse gas reduction monitoring that says consider HB eleven eighty one. Um, and coordinate with planning and building. Um, I think that law became effective in July of this year. So it seems like that's one to really have on the radar screen to get bumped up. And that, um, I'm forgetting exactly what it was, the climate, it's one of the climate laws around planning. They amended the Growth Management Act to include climate. Yeah. With a, with a focus on GHG reduction and VMT. I have one comment on on task nine. Should that priority, I, I guess I'm just wondering, should priority three, I, I wonder if it should actually be a, a priority one and maybe I'm misunderstanding where we're at, but but it seems like that nine is that new interchange. And so um, maybe my limited experience on, on these WashDOT projects is you have a very limited time frame in the beginning to for the local jurisdiction to, uh, provide their input for the design build. So, if it's a if it's a priority three, and we get down into twenty four and twenty five, I worry that we won't have the ability to influence that design or or such. So, uh, number nine is actually focused on the air, so station area plan. So uh, they've upzoned a large swath of okay. And then, um, it's to and the east. That's all around and, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Saying that, and so. Um, the idea would be anticipating that mm. transit access and intensifying. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I think um, if we're there aren't any more comments, we can move on, uh, close out. Did want to ask if we wanted to summarize it for the minutes. Oh, thank you, Doug. Um, <laughs> so, if, oh goodness, <laughs> uh, should have been taking notes. It might be kind of hard to. Uh, um, so we kind of talked a lot about um, structure of the the work plan um, and ultimately decided to focus on priorities um, and less so much on, you know, is it core, non-core, own or influence? Um, and then uh, what the priorities are themselves. And um, it, did, it didn't, I didn't hear 
much about changing any of the priorities that were that are here. Um, I didn't write down any that I heard. Um, did I miss any requests for changing priorities? Um, On task four, we have we have so many different um, priorities. Have we? I guess maybe one of the questions for you guys is: Has the development have we seen permitting trend down? Is it still worth? Having task four as a priority one, have have we missed that development window? And do we have a little more time to maybe slot something else in there? Or is it still, are we still seeing that huge development push? So, Yeah, this one actually, um, this might be one where we need to update the description a little bit better, a little bit more detail, because my understanding of this one in talking to our team is that we wanted to update the TIA uh, portion of development review to include more of that multimodal focus. Um, so that was something uh, we have a, a couple engineers on our team that that do development review, and this uh, was something that they had um, uh, been aware of. I, I believe this was actually on the previous work plan um, and was not right. Yeah, it was on the 2022-2023 work plan as a as an item, a work item um, that was not not accomplished. So, and our four and six intertwined as far as if we do a multimodal TIA, do a multimodal concurrency process as well. Yeah, we do have the multimodal concurrency. Um, I think this was more about um, uh, maybe a little bit of a adjustment. Um, yeah, mm. right. Correct. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And development hasn't really slowed. I mean, you know, really. And so um, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. And we did make a comment about potentially updating the description for the curb management policy um, to include more detail so that people who aren't familiar with what curb management is might know what all falls under that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say more more broadly um, in across the description for all of these items, um, there are opportunities to update or improve the descriptions. Another takeaway was it sounded like the commission was open to kind of a reframing, restructuring, right? And that's kind of what you were saying, right, Faith? And maybe there's a way for us to do it that's, you know, um, more in the sense of, what did I hear? Um, advice, advisory, inform, you get that? Okay. Yeah. What are the actions and what's yeah. the yeah. Yeah. yeah like a racy irresponsible owner informed or consulted mm -hmm. if you just take out the headings and just put a little category another column yes <laughs> the, I, I would add there was a significant discussion about reporting back and monitoring and data and so i think that we can add that Great. I think we also had some discussion on the future topics portion as well, whether some move, like one of them may move up or not, or just kind of filling out the the next ones up. So we'll try to put that into a into a little summary for the minutes. Would that cover also, Brian, your comment on maybe projecting out additional years to up and coming items? Kind of talked about. Yeah, if there's potential timelines that can be kind of noted with that, it may be helpful, but I'm sure not all of them may come with timelines. 
And I think the way I took that was it's not helpful to just say this is a future work item, more like this is going to go on to the next work plan, 20, 26, 27, you know, that's the way I took that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to do that. <laughs> so again, just to re reiterate, we'll try to put all this into a revised draft. The hope would be we share it with the commission and we can get some buy-off. If we if we need to refashion things, that's okay. Um, but ideally, we would then kind of move it on to the council process. Um, but it's okay if we don't. <laughs> I'm trying to remember in the past, I know the commission has presented the work plan to the council. Yeah, and I think um, from my experience, it's been the chair and the vice chair that come to the meeting and kind of kick off the presentation and staff answers questions. Okay. Um, that's been, but if we do it differently in Kirkland, that's okay too. I can adjust. That sounds familiar. I want to say it was different for the last one um, because of COVID. Something different happened, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and you're, um, we do hybrid meetings at council too. So if, if, um, if all the commissioners want to be present, that's possible too. That would be great. Power yeah. numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know before COVID and before I was vice chair, chair, um, I remember going to those work plan presentation meetings. So. I want to say, I think that's how planning commission does it too. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, if we want to move on to updates, uh, comments and updates? Yeah, thank you very much. So we'll, I'll take us across the finish line. Um, so the first item, I think we've gotten a couple questions on this. I should have added a little bit more context and I apologize. Uh, so Julie is still here. Julie was promoted uh, to the deputy city manager. So um, yeah, very exciting and uh, well-deserved, obviously. And so um, we do have some transition going on. So Julie still got one foot in one world and one foot in another world. On Friday, it will be official, correct? So I'll just maybe turn it over to you. It'll be official yeah. that um, we are going to put Truck Deaver. She is the HR director, actually, as an interim public works director. Truck's background before um, coming to Kirkland, she ran, I want to say the LA County. Um, Vector Control District. Thank you. Vector <laughs> Control District. What is that? And obviously, there they had a huge public health um mandate mission. And so I think it was about 130, 150 staff, scientists, um, field folks. I mean, so she has, and she worked her way up that organization, you know, coming in as a communications person, communications director, and then the general manager, which also meant she reported to, I want to say like a elected board of 34 electeds, which is crazy, but that's LA County. So um, so she um, has that experience and um, we were able to recruit her to come up here for the HR director. And she's very interested in gaining more of her municipal experience. And we think this would be a great way to, to, again, she already has operational experience, but to come over to public works, she's super excited. Um, she's going to be a really great asset. She already knows the team really well. And, um, and of course I'm still here and, and can continue to support her and the team, but it's about, could be about a six month interim. Um, why is that? Well, I mean, I think our city manager is quite generous and really giving her a chance to say, 
is this a good fit for her? She can kind of assess that the team can assess that. And then if not, he is keeping her position available for her to step back into. So it's a great way for her to stretch and see if this is a really good fit. Um, I think she's going to love it, but um, she's very, very excited about moving over. And again, I think really kind of going back to some of her operational skills. You're going to love her. She's awesome. So She'll be here on the 13th. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. The uh, second item here, just a quick update. So um, you may or may not know um, about this. Uh, we're having a neighborhood meeting uh, on the 100th Avenue project. It is in construction it is a corridor widening project. Um, and in construction, there was a lot of uh, feedback from the community about wanting an additional crossing in that corridor that wasn't part of the plan. And so um, we've taken that very seriously and we, our team has looked into it. We've worked with our consultants um, to uh, understand you know, what this might look like. Um, and so we're gonna go to the community on the 5th of December. So uh, that is Wednesday of next week. Tuesday, I think. Tuesday is that Tuesday? Oh God, time is flying. Um, Tuesday, yes, sorry, Tuesday of next week, with a virtual meeting to talk about the um, the plans and get community feedback, and then the idea is that we'd go to City Council on the twelfth to let them know what we've heard from the community and get their um, approval to either pursue a crossing uh, in the location we've identified or or not potentially. So um, there's all kinds of considerations as you can imagine. Budget is is obviously probably number one, um, but we we do want to make safe connections for PEDS. Um, and, and given the community input, we want to really uh, make sure that we do a good job of, of understanding that and, and reviewing it and proposing a potential solution. With that being said, the solution that uh, we've we've talked with our engineers. We've we've had a whole ton of conversations about this potential crossing, and it doesn't come with without drawbacks. Um, in the in the <clears throat> location we're looking at, it uh, given that the corridor is being widened, there's now a five lane section, and so uh, given that distance, we need a median island refuge for for pedestrians. Um, in the preferred location, it does uh, block a northbound left turn to a, uh, access to a neighborhood. Um, and so it does affect uh, access to a certain part of a neighborhood. And so um, we're going to get feedback on that and we're going to uh, report back to council and see how it goes. Um, but that's the main intent of the fifth is to see how the community reacts to that. And um, we'll go through the different options we've evaluated. There's there's quite a few um, and then go from there. So if you would like to attend, that would be excellent. Uh, if you're available, it is uh, going to be a zoom meeting. So, uh, flyers were sent out to the community in that, along that project, it's been on social media. Um, if you would like a link, just let us know and uh, we can do that. Is it a full signal or what? No, no. So it, it, uh, the option, the kind of preferred option is an RRFB, um, uh, on the south leg of that intersection at 140th and 100th. Um, we have looked at other options and we'll get into that in the presentation, but um, uh, that's the one that hits cost and you know safety and access and all of that. Are all of the other crossings also RFB? 
uh, along the rest of the corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a- other than like traffic. Yeah, so there's <clears throat> no other crossings that aren't a full signal until you get much further south, um, south of 132nd along 100th. And that was kind of the issue is that there was such a, a distance uh, between crossings that the community was um, really advocating for an additional crossing, which we think is obviously uh, a good idea and something that we're trying to figure out how to do. Great. Thank you. Um, the next item here is just a quick reminder. I sent out an email to the commission um, maybe a week or so ago about a uh, informational virtual meeting with WashDOT on the interchange project at 85th and 405. Um, it is on the 6th and it is at lunchtime. Um, so if you are able to attend, I think it's great to get more informed. Um, I, I am not privy to all the details that are gonna be shared in that, but um, I think that that's uh, gonna be a good opportunity to, to learn what's going on and all the things that will happen, uh, closures, detours, all of, the, all of that, so. Um, just a reminder there. And then the final note here is about our next meeting on the 13th. I've mentioned this quite a few times, but we'll uh, talk about the revised work plan. Um, we do know that uh, it was requested, I think maybe in September to have an update on the Stores to Shores Greenway project. So we will do that. Victoria will be there to present that. Um, and then uh, if we have time, so it's gonna be a lot. And I'm thinking now that I've heard this conversation about the work plan, we'll probably not be able to, to get to an update on the transportation plan. Um, but that's not the end of the world. We'll come back in January and have that as a, as a focus. But as it stands right now, I think we might have to just do those two items. I think two items is, is a lot to get through anyway. And so, um, I want to make sure we do quality over quantity. I was just wondering on the stores to shores, um, did that, I know it had been, um, the goal was to have it at, was it 60% design by the end of October? So did that happen? Is it still on that schedule? Yes. Um, and there have there has been a lot of community engagement on that project. Uh-huh. And so we are looking at route changes. Uh, we're also going to present to the city council in um, um, January 16th, I believe. Isn't it? Yeah. So um, uh, there's been a lot that's gone on for the stores of shores. And so um, there, there's a lot of updates to provide. Um, but yeah, it's, it's moving along, um, and we're adjusting on the fly. Yeah. So I was just kind of wondering like what's, what stage it's going to be in when we have the opportunity to get the update and provide feedback and where that's going to fit into the timeline of the project. It is at 60% right now, but because we're hearing a lot of community input, that's different than the 60%. We said, well, we better pause this and get some more input. And so that's where we're at. It's still great timing. We are getting that community input. Um, uh, You know, I think what we're realizing once you go out there, it was very clear that route wasn't wasn't the best route. And so we want to recognize we're hearing the community. I just weigh in. I was in one of those community meetings. Um, Victoria did a great job. And um, I think that was a tough meeting to you know facilitate. Um, I think having heard that community feedback and trying to provide my own and thinking about my guess about what the council might or the commission might want to weigh in, I think um, there were significant changes proposed in that meeting. And so I think from the commission side, the sooner like that we would have the opportunity to weigh in on that before 
that that door closes, um, that would be a, a strong desire. And I the next meeting on the yeah. thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. The the other piece I would just add is it felt like maybe a a piece that would facilitate project success is is more kind of community education around that. I mean, I even felt like I was learning things about greenways in that meeting, and I thought I knew a lot about greenways. <laughs> and um, so you're hearing the community feedback, you're responding to it, but if there's an education piece, you know, kind of that 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 piece I would love to see. <laughs> Any other um, comments or updates or anything to share from the commissioners? Just wanted to do a round robin. I'll call names. Patrick, Commissioner Vu. No, nothing. Yeah, I guess maybe, Julie, before you leave, anything going on in maintenance? Um, you know, it seems like they're not spraying the roads during this cold period. Are we trying to save money for later in, later in winter? Are you? Sorry, are you are you meaning like de-icing the roads? Yeah. This yeah, no, we're usually we're not gonna de-ice the roads. Um there will let me put it this way, we tend to be surgical about that. And there are kind of hot spot areas, especially slopey areas that we tend to hit for that. And then um in fact, I am planning, and I can send it to you guys too. I uh, am planning to send council a um, what the maintenance is doing to prep for the winter. We're doing some new things, so I want to inform the council. I'm happy to send you that too, and put you on that email as well if the council, if the commission is interested. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're looking at trying some more non-corrosive products on the street. You know, salt is very corrosive. And so looking at some new products out there. And then, um, you know, I, I it's an El Nina year, <laughs> which might mean, you know, we have a very mild, mild winter, but who knows? I think we just are getting ready for whatever might come our way. So, but I'm happy to share that. I think it's less that it's an El Nino and more that we handed out all those snow shovels. <laughs> uh, it looks like we lost um, AJ. I'm still here. I think, oh, yeah, I oh, think okay. it's, this is just showing the videos. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything uh, to bring up that I can think of. Okay, thanks. Uh, Commissioner Miller. No items. All right. Commissioner Goodman. I just had one question. I think it was two meetings ago when we were going through the KTP. Um, there were some details. Um, I think it was around evaluation and metrics, and we'd said we were going to table some of that for the future meetings. So I was just curious if that we probably won't have time in December if that was going to be kicked maybe to to January um, that we were doing or opportunity to provide input there or is that just to shoot you an email with some thoughts if that's easier if that's not an official agenda item that that might be better but Kim do you recall uh, specific yeah so we talked about um, 
So at the next meeting um, this month, um, we're trying to carve out a little bit of time um, for some initial comments on the project prioritization. Um, but I recognize I, I we have um, heard loud and clear that the Transportation Commission is interested in performance measures. Um, and that'll be something that we'll tackle next year, but we will bring that back to you. Um, but I know this is a very a, a topic that the commission is very, very interested in. So it's definitely on our radar. That, that was my question. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kim. Commissioner Trexel. Uh, no additional items. Thank you. Um, I've just kind of got a question. Um, the 132nd interchange at 405 with the roundabouts there kind of being functional for a while. I've gone through many times. They've been very busy. Um, knowing that we are kind of elevating the consideration for roundabouts for other projects in the future, has there been any public input either way on how those have functioned so far that may be of note for future projects? I've heard anecdotes that people are happy with how they function, um, but I don't have any hard data on that. No, and same, same. Likewise, I'm hearing, you know, on being neighborly, you know, you hear hear about it, and people, some people love it, and some people don't. But um, I am mostly hearing that too. And then heads up, um, and Washout's supposed to get the word out about this, but since you're the commission, we just heard about this too. Is they will be changing that from right one lane to two lane. Okay. Hopefully people are hearing about that. Okay. You're talking about the roundabout. Yes. I live up the hill from that and I, I'm not about you guys, but I, I'm not hearing good things right now. because It just backs up. I mean, it is, it is just good luck. I mean, Once you have the two lanes, I'm yeah. Yeah. And, and when the ramps open to right. it, well, right. yeah, there, there will be, it, it will shift. Yeah. I, I guess the, the feedback I'm getting, because we live just up the hill from there, it's just atrocious. <laughs> no offense. And I know it because it's going to be two lanes, but everybody else is, is not very happy in terms of, you know, if you go, go there during rush hour, it's just, it just went comical because it's just gridlock around the circle. We can pass that. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah, it's I, I tend to go through right, right during evening rush hour, and it is backed up to where I understand that it's going to get better once construction is done, just like you, Patrick, but um, just kind of curious. But so far, if you're hearing some positive feedback coming in, that is a good sign and it's only going to get better. Yeah, and I think we're within weeks of that changing to two lanes, aren't we? Yeah. Is the feedback just from vehicular drivers or what about pedestrians navigating through that? Because I guess I've always seen some compliance issues. Brian and I've talked about um, on other projects. So I'm, I'm curious if PEDs are pleased with the result. Yeah, I don't know for certain, but they will do pedestrian uh, facility upgrades. There's going to be RFBs uh, installed uh, at the roundabouts. Um, it has not happened yet, um, but it will. Um, so. um, when I've gone driven through them has tended to not be during peak time. So there, there's not a backup. And what I know that I have to remind myself to do is to look for pedestrians. It is not your tendency to make sure you're doing that when you're like, woo, I'm just going to fly through this. Um, and so that really worries me. And I, I am eager to see the pedestrian facilities come in as well. And I'd be curious how the feedback from these roundabouts then may influence at 85th, because I know 
you're going to lose a light. And I was in that community meeting too, asking about where, how you can safely cross 85th as a pedestrian now. And they said RRFBs are going in, but. I guess I just want to put a plug in for uh, raised crosswalks in those uh, roundabouts. I've, I've seen a few examples in, in Texas. Um, and, uh, and I, and I thought the geometry coupled with the raised crosswalk coupled with the RFB was, was really effective, but, but sometimes I wonder, especially on those multi-lanes, the RFB alone, I, you know, I worry about compliance. I think the, I've seen pedestrians and I've heard people walking through, it's just, it's just a construction zone at the moment. So it's, it's really tough on the peds. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard the interim, I think the. Maybe if, if there's a takeaway, it's the interim. How do we handle the interim criticism that's happening right now? Because it is pretty atrocious. Do you ever gather data as far as, um, as as far as having someone present and when someone walks through it, gathering data after a, a user walks through it? That would be kind of interesting to gather that data after they've gone through the facility. We do collect PED data. Is that what you mean? Yeah, just to get kind of um, comfort feel. Uh, quality. More quality, yeah. But I know I've done a PED bike count at that intersection in the past and maybe adding on a, a few kind of qualitative comfort questions. Um, if You know, people usually are just looking at me like, you need the happy emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the airport. Emoji, <laughs> yeah. What's our service? Yeah. Was our service? yeah. <laughs> or or maybe just like a sign with the QR code scan yes. here to, to That's a good idea. Send your feedback. Yeah, that's great. How was that for you? <laughs> uh any I think I was the last one and I don't have anything else to add. So I think we can call it a meeting. Um, I'm advancing that we started 20 minutes late. So we're only 15 minutes over, I think, if I did my math right. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye. See you on the 13th of December. Good night.